Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hill and I'm back after a week's absence, Josh. We missed you massively last week. Thank you, thank you. Were you, you with Steve Coogan? Um, probably. It's I can't one remember. big so- showbiz yeah. blur your life. I can't remember what it was last week. But, um, and you've come in today with an egg sandwich and your juicy water. <laughs> Maybe you sound like <laughs> Alan Partridge interrupted, himself. Interrupt you halfway through your first of two egg sandwiches. Starving. We, we're recording this 8.15. I mean, that is ridiculous. It's a late start. I mean, I'm very grateful. I listened to your podcast last week. Did you really? I don't believe you ever listen when you're not on. Josh, I listened to the bloody podcast, honestly. And you were so, it was so like reasonable and calm and considered. It was great. That's over. I'm back. We're going to be hysterical. I'm going to relentlessly go on about how wrong you were about absolutely everything you've ever said. And everyone who ever thought that, you know, it was all going to go wrong after us having left and that. Our current manager, Ian Emery, is anything but a really good manager who's done a brilliant job. They're going to get slated, right? Because we'll I that. am that petty and trivial. Well, we've we'll also talk got Andrew, of course, but we've yeah. got one of the yeah, most ardent anti-Wenger podcast guests we ever had. I know the great Ari Last is back. Hi there, great to be back. This is your first post-Wenger period. Yeah, I never uh, thought I never thought it would happen because I no. never thought he'd be gone. Uh, but hey, you were. I'm choosing my words carefully. I, was, I don't know, quite virulently anti yeah. Arsene Wenger. To, in the in the latter, in the in the, of course the the late yeah, but I think I was, quite, I was quite early on. In Were terms you? Of, yeah, trendsetter. One of the early, a trendsetter. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, long before like Alan you got on that anti. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't climb on that bandwagon until really I would say like three years before he left. Maybe Even four, two, maybe I five, four, three or four or five, something like that. What? I think two or three. I think I, wrote, I actually wrote an article. Time. Well, I actually wrote an article for the Standard. Do you remember this? Yeah, I think that was about three years before. Sure, we left. find it. Yeah. I'm sure it's there online if you're that desperate um, to read my <laughs> frankly banal words about why I wanted it. But anyway, and that, we're going to move on to that later. We're all celebrating because we are one point behind as we sit here now. 
the all-time greatest Spurs team ever, the greatest ever manager, not just of Spurs, but of football, the master tactician, Pochettino, they've got the greatest striker, blah, blah, blah. We're one point behind. Our ramshackle, shoddy, shambolic bunch have somehow ended up, as we speak, one point behind Spurs. And, as we'll turn to later, maybe we'll turn to quite quickly, we could easily overtake them any week now because they've got to play like all the really hard teams and we haven't. It's incredible, isn't it, Ari? Just generally, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And I, maybe this is a silly thing to say, but I keep saying it to Spurs fans. There's actually, if from game three of the season, we're actually five points better off than them. Which I know is kind of... <laughs> That's a good I, I think it's kind of strange because Emery, with his uh, first two games, you kind of felt like they were a free hit. So his season only really started on game three. And actually, yeah. we've, we've, we've gained five more points than them since that, since like August, th- whatever it was. So, yeah, that is, that is great. I'm not... And um, this might make me even more unpopular, but I, I personally don't like the criticism. Not that I don't like it. I think criticising Pochettino is silly because I do think he is a oh, yeah. phenomenal, I'm being, I'm being, phenomenal manager. I'm, being, I'm joking. Um, but no, uh, yeah. at the same time, it would be wonderful to finish ahead of them. But I, di- I disagree with the, the, what's going around at the moment that we have this easy run-in. Uh, I don't think we do. I think they've, no, got, I agree, they've, got, yeah. they've got two very hard games. Yeah. But actually, their running is easier than ours. So I'd be surprised if we finished ahead of them. Yeah, because they've got, they've got five home games, haven't they? First yeah. of all. And yeah. we've got a lot five of away. away. Five away. We've and got five away, which if you look yeah. at our away form over the last couple of months, which has included some horrendous games, West Ham, mm. Southampton scraping to draw against you know, Brighton, even in Europe, like we've been very poor away at Barton. Mm. Um, if we repeat that kind of form, we, I don't, we're not going to make it. We have to improve. Of course, yeah, but we're already improving, aren't we? I mean, the performance against Spurs away was great, you know, and we obviously, you know, we're one penalty away from, from beating them. So I feel like that, you know, the, Europe, the last European game, we started off perfectly well, half an hour, yeah. 35 minutes. We were doing really well in that game, scored really early, and then someone got sent off. So I think those, I already feel we're, we're, we're kind of doing better away. I, feel it's, I think it's going to go down the wire. I think it's incredibly exciting, isn't it? But the whole, you know, us, Chelsea, Man U, Spurs, it's a four-way battle. And yep. it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, week in, week out. They're all, you know, we're all going to lose games, and no, no one's going to win all the rest of their games. Yeah, it's fantastic. But what I'm saying is, the bigger, you know, the big point is, we're in there, we're in the mix for the first time, right up until the end of the season, pretty much, unless we have some kind of disastrous run in the next few weeks. And that's fantastic, Josh, isn't it? Unparalleled joy, you should be. You should be beaming no. with. Why, no, why to be unparalleled why joy? Not? Because we're back. We're back competing in the top four where we should, where we should be. No, it's, it's great that we're competing in the top four. I don't think there's unparalleled <laughs> joy. Why would there be unparalleled joy? We're not winning what? the league. We're not a, competing for a title. We make, right now, I'm saying. You yeah, but you're not, okay. And I, I don't, right, I don't want to be... Slightly, you're going to tell me I'm negative. <laughs> right here, right now. You should be downplaying it again. 12 months down the line. Who is going to be in a better position to, to win a Premier League title? Is it Man United or Arsenal? I think it's Man United. No idea. I think I think they're streets ahead of us, quite frankly. But but in a way they should well, be right because they yeah. I mean they've got. got I mean they spend gazillions um, more money. I mean if, if if you're talking about the big the way the clubs run and the fact that Stan Kroenke obviously isn't going to invest the way that their club will probably invest, then yeah, sure. But that's but what's that got to do with anything? I'm talking about what we should be where we are. Should, yeah, we I think be. we should all, we should all be excited. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's an interesting thing going on with Arsenal fans at the moment, right? It depends a lot of how you've been over the last few years and yes. whether you like it or not conscious subconscious we all you know it's just normal human nature to kind of not be want to 
be seen to be proven wrong or, or stupid or whatnot. So you've got yeah. this funny thing where, you know, the people who are massively for Wenger, whether they like it or not, there's, a, there's definitely a part of them that doesn't want to celebrate someone new, which is totally understandable. Mm. And on the flip side, you've got people who are massively against him, who I definitely think there's a tendency. And I, I was massively against him. But mm. having said that, I'm not massively for Emery oh. either, if, I, if I'm honest. <laughs> and I think, I think the reason why a lot of Arsenal fans who are, you know, massively for Wenger... Uh, or against Rep Wenger, rather, who feel they now need to automatically um, support the next managers. I, I just think they're, they're losing uh, sight of a, of a key point, is just because Arsene Wenger wasn't very good towards the end doesn't mean every other manager needs to be really good. And if another manager, oh, yeah, sure. if another manager isn't good, right. that doesn't oh, all of a sudden make Arsene Wenger good again. You know, it's quite possible that other but managers are not going to be good enough. Uh, absolutely, totally, like 100% valid, very eloquently put. But we could have got a manager in, and we could be 10th in the league... You know, like Chelsea have been in recent seasons, Man U have had periods where they've been that bad. When they got big new managers taking over from periods of success, we've taken this, our new manager's taken over from declining period and he's arrested the decline. He's already. That's probably easier, right? Is is it easier to take over the champions (laughs) like David Moyes had to at Manchester? It may be easier. I don't know. Who knows? But what I'm saying is. I think there was room for a big bounce. And again, this is, you know, again, one of the criticisms like people like me get from people I've been arguing with over the years is like you said. You know, Wenger was terrible and he had all this like stuff at his disposal and um, he just wasn't getting the best out of these people. And now, OK, Emery's come in or shouldn't he, shouldn't he immediately be doing much better? And you predicted that any other manager would. And I, I definitely think there's truth in that. So when I'm looking at Emery, I definitely would have expected a bounce. I think he's done pretty well. But at the, at the same, same time, I would have expected a little bit more from a top, top manager. All I'm saying is I think they're there... And it's too early to judge him. That's the other thing to say mm. as well. I, I, don't, I don't think it's too early to criticise him, but I think it's too early to judge him uh, in the sense that what will happen in the next few weeks will, will play a, a big uh, factor in how he's judged this season. But it's a weird one with uh, however much we wanna, I want him to do so, so well and I want to support him. I don't think we've actually been that good this season. You know, if you, you could, it's, it's hard to actually think of that many games where we've played really really well where you've kind of watched it and thought yes this is real progress so like as yeah. an example the Spurs game like that was a that was a really good performance uh-huh. that was one uh, well, even, even a couple of weeks ago yeah. you know that was one where we, we had a plan we had a, we had a system we didn't win it in the end we weren't like brilliant flowing football but actually that was for what you know we've been craving for a long time yeah. in big games Sunday we won but I don't particularly think it was a good performance. You know, we no. were so open. It was, it was fine margins. Like we could have easily have lost that game. Yeah, but we didn't. Know, I, I don't agree it wasn't a good performance. I think, I, th- I think it was a good performance. I think it was, a, and I think, I would even say it goes as far as a really good performance. I think Man United played well It wasn't well. a really good performance. I, mean, I thought it was a really good performance. It was. But we if played United flowing. Have, but yeah, okay, a really no, good no, performance no. would be on the balance of chances that we were, you know, far outweighed their chances in the game. You replay a game, Lukaku Look, doesn't Man hit United the bar at the five. Do you not see the opportunity have you seen the recent, they had in the game? Seen how recent, have you, the, first of all, the number of shots on, or shots ago were about roughly the same. I think they're one more on target than let's us. Let's talk about proper... Chances not just created. Just, let's talk about Lukaku scoring after eight minutes. A totally different game. He should score. But he didn't. Okay, we won they, the game. Let's right, talk about brilliant opportunities created in the game. They had just as much as us. They wouldn't, we wouldn't have much, said it was unfair. I'm delighted we won. I'm Don't not, get me wrong. Listen, listen. I'm not saying we couldn't have lost the game. I'm not saying the game couldn't have been a draw. But we won the game 2-0. We played well. We played, we played a lot of free-flowing, 
excellent football. He played a brilliantly um, bold attacking team. And once we went ahead, more interestingly, he then changed it slightly. And the way we played in the second half, I was even more impressed by it, with a kind of solidity and a purpose and a resolve, meaning that they, 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 they actually their, their chances lessened, diminished, and their performance diminished in the second half. I thought it was a really... I think we definitely have more more resolve. The players are definitely... Uh, fighting, fighting harder, and but you're comparing it against last season, especially where you know the will and the spirit had completely <laughs> gone, right? Of course, and they're definitely fighting harder as a team. Are we are we being set up and are we structurally, you know, as as much improved as I would hoping we'd be? Not not so much. And you know, Sunday I look at that and just things like you know how how open we look and how many how easy it is for United, who were below par by the way, to just get to like thirty yards from our goal. And then you're kind of just playing on fine margins whether Lukaku puts it in or not. And that's what I was expecting. I'd say a little bit more from a manager like Emery, like that that team structure, that setup. I haven't I haven't seen that. And that's why I'm saying it's too early to judge because he needs more time to bed that in. I think it'd be totally wrong for someone to look at what he's done today and say it's definitely not going to work and he's definitely not the wrong man. I'm saying if I had to put, if I had to put a bet on it right now, you know, is it going to work out for Emery at Arsenal based on what I've seen? I'd probably say no. Really? Yeah. That seems incredibly what harsh. What would working out mean? That he's yeah, what, here in like, three what, years' what time, four he, years' time? Yeah. Because I just think based on how low we were and how little was getting out of the squad we had and how much room, massive room for improvement on the basics there were, I, I, would, I would have expected to see more uh, than what we've seen this season on those points. Without, with the defenders we've got, how the can, injuries he's are we had, be, are we completely better? ignoring but the injuries he's The had? main thing is the defence, right? We're no yeah. better than we've ever been at the back. We haven't. We're not. Well, uh, I mean, slight improvement recently. Slight, slight improvement, improvement recently. There is. But like, and for me, that is just with, like... With all the injuries... Right. Um, yes, yeah, so I mean holding injury. started well, but again, I don't think he's one that we can now like point to as like, oh, holding got injured, so you know that's all out the window. I think, I but mean, it's, but I don't think Bellerin. It's def- I don't think it's defended. Yeah, Bellerin's a massive loss, but I think loss. actually more going forward, a massive, massive loss to us. I mean, which I give yeah. him a lot of. I give um, again, Emery. I'd give him a lot of slack about that. Um, but structurally, as a team setup, see, I don't. I don't actually think it's a massive personnel issue. So a lot of people would say, okay, he's got to go out and he's got to buy lots of defenders. Like unless you're going to buy Van Dyke. Who is who's the type of player who can transform a whole defence and can transform like B team B players into A players, who we're not going to get. I don't potentially think there are that many people who are going to bring in who are going to change how we defend. I think it's a, it's a setup thing and it's a team thing, and that's where I don't think we've made massive progress. We are wide. I think there are moments where you look at it and it's Socrates is smashing someone and he's cheering and he's fist pumps and Koscielny's playing well, but still overall we felt. I felt there's a vulnerability about us that we're going to concede this many chances. If you think about us when we used to go to Old Trafford or this year we go to Man City, how hard it is for us to create chances to get close to their goal. It's not like that coming to the Emirates yet, but it's, it's too early. And that's why I, I love the top. Yeah, the top your performance was great because that, that was that type of performance. Uh, and, you know, even though we drew it and we didn't play great attacking football, I think a lot of Arsenal fans... I would have absolutely loved that performance, right? And we haven't seen a lot of those types of performances this season, right? Um, well, it's been mixed, isn't it? But he, I, I feel you're completely misinterpreting the way he worked, the way he's working this season. He knows he's got, and I don't know, the personnel, he's got Mustafi, one of the worst, most accident-prone defenders in the league, right? So he's, he's got, He has dropped him. Yeah, Brilliant, thank God. And what yeah. a difference it made. What a difference it made. Because I feel one of the key reasons we won that game against Man United, and as you say, it's fine margins, is we haven't got that moron susceptible to, a, to conceding penalties, to breaking rash challenges, to 
fucking up to just doing bewildering mistakes throughout you know every single game he plays and so he dropped him and for yeah. me that's the difference and those players there were a lot of last minute blocks last minute tackles last minute interceptions and not conceding penalties etc because he wasn't there doing it it's when it's Socrates who's Becoming like slowly becoming a folk hero yeah. when he's fit and when he's available. Playing with Koscielny equally when his fit is available, then there isn't a personal problem at all. You're right, but there has been throughout the season because those two haven't been available to play together very much. That he didn't play Mustafi on Sunday, I think, was a big statement for the first time because he played him obviously against Tottenham because Maitland Niles mm. wasn't back, so he had a reason to play him at right. But to play Monreal, who yeah has played a lot of games at centre back over the last couple of years, but to, to choose Monreal ahead of him, I think that's a big statement of for course. the rest of the season of where he views yeah. Mustafi and the taking order. He knows and I like yeah, I, he's I, dealing with these issues. Though, yeah, and he? that's he's dealing, great. He's had to deal with the Özil issue. He's had to deal with the Ramsey issue. These players leaving. He's, he's had to deal with you know uh, back, the injuries. I I don't see, I I genuinely don't feel much what he could have done much better than he has. And I know well points wise like, he couldn't have. That's why right. it's a strange thing because when you actually assess it, points wise he's doing great. We're yeah. a great position and he needs a lot of credit for that but actually when you if you if you honestly analyze the performances over the season it I, I struggle to count that many when we actually were really good so it's it's kind of interesting so you know he deserves a lot of credit the Mustafi mm. thing the Gundozi thing I loved how he you know he punished him on Sunday right and yeah. Gundozi I think has been brilliant and I think hopefully will go on to be great but it was a he was a joke you know against Wren and <laughs> It was great to see the manager basically say, "Well, you're out, and you're not even you're not even coming on. I'm going to bring Suarez on instead yeah. of you, and, and Ketia instead of you, and that's that's great." So I think he deserves credit for that, and I think we're all we're all enjoying that. Um, and like I said, the jury's out. I'm not. So, I, I, mm. I I like him. I want him to do really well, and I think he's doing well. But I'm not. I'm not sure right but now. To, but to, isn't it to expect as you, you as to your point about to expect us to already be at the level of teams that have got so much more money than us and have got so uh, established, you know, managers that have been there for years. Basically, all of our competitors, apart from maybe Chelsea, and I feel like there is an interesting similarity with how we've performed comparing to Chelsea. But for me, he's had to, he's kind of got us competing with them in that top four by hook or by crook. So, like, you know, as you say, you know, there's a kind of. There's no real, you know, to have that boring thing about the identity that some people come with. For me, it's like, yeah, he's completely rejected that whole idea that you should kind of have one formation, one identity, one way of playing week in, week out. And I feel that that decision itself has been a great thing. I think that has made absolute sense with the bunch he's dealing with, with, with our lot. And if you look at... I watched the game. Did you watch the game back on Sky? All the experts, Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville, um, whoever else was on... Jamie uh, Redknapp were making the point. Actually, our place—if you look at compare our squads to our rivals—is kind of sixth, you know, and, that, and that, where we've been the last couple of seasons. And the fact that we may well finish fourth, we could even finish third, means again is a reflection of what a good job he's doing. Yeah, I mean, in the same argument, you could say we could finish fifth or sixth if we come in the top four, even if there haven't been these great performances. First one to go, Bruce. That that is achievement. Yeah. That is over par. Sorry, you know yeah, that is, that is success. I don't know. It's a massive week ahead, isn't it? In, in terms of just staying in Europe, it's a fifty-fifty with the bookmakers that you know we could go out of Europe and suddenly the morale of the season could be out. Oh, last I don't year, think, well, we're on, now twelve. On, we're twelve on, points. Hold, let me just. Say, I don't think if we go out of Europe, we're three-one down. If I don't think we could, as you say, it's fifty-fifty. I don't on. think it happen. I don't think. It's, I don't think it's going to. What's the phrase that, you said? The phrase you said. A huge, like, I don't think we're going to suddenly collapse and have a all be. Wow! If we go out to Rennes, we're competing the best in the top team four. in 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 France. We've got that is a major blow in his copybook. We got 
But we got to, you've got to look at the circumstances. We had a player sent off in the first half of that first leg game. Yeah, but it was a, it, I mean, and, and as someone who would, we won who the would quickly the like uh, you know annihilate you know Wenger for those types of performance the last few years. I mean, that was a that was a total shambles. I mean, you you go you lose a man to Ren. There's no need to kind of collapse like that. Monreal taking a throw in eighty yards up the pitch and then say, you know and I then, don't know then, just take yeah. a two one defeat. Be a bit sensible with this situation. Of course, but, of course, but so we, I'm just saying if we don't turn that around on Thursday. That's a major negative on this season. I don't think you're giving great. I mean, no, but if he still I finishes we'll top four, he'll be yeah, okay. Right. But even if, that, he do, even if he doesn't not, finish top four, even if he gets knocked out, he's, yeah. he's going to warrant more time. And of there's course. still be lots yeah, of justifiable sure. arguments as to why he right. deserves it. I agree. It. We, get, we lose to Len and we, yeah. we come fifth. Still, he's, of course he's there next season. Of course he needs another yeah. opportunity. What did you make, boy? Because you've been uh, quite glad that he's left out Ozil at points this season but yeah. with, with, he seems to have changed his mind on Ramsey he was playing at the beginning of the season and he was basically on the bench and he's leaving and he obviously didn't really want him involved starting because of the uncertainty about his future and now I mean do you know, it was only a 12th Premier League start of the season on I Sunday I know he's a pragmatist but that's what I keep saying I've been saying this for months he's come around to the idea actually he's made a, to, might, he might have called this wrong no, leaving no, no, him no, on the no, bench for so many points this season as, as, as Ari pointed out he didn't want to play Guendouzi he didn't have that he, he didn't want to play Guendouzi he played his best players that were available pretty much in that game that's, and I feel like he either does that you know in his mind he's picking the best players available and the system that suits each particular opposition each particular situation and more than that if a player does badly, as the Gwendouzi thing, you're right, he was terrible in that game previously, dropped him and didn't bring him on. That was what he was doing with Ozil, for me. Yeah. You know, I, 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 how many times have I said, I absolutely love Ozil in theory, but the practice has been, the fact has been, he has been disappointing, you know, in recent times. And that's how he had to, and, and he, he's been proven right. He's brought him back steadily. He played him in the last couple of games. He played pretty much as well as he's played for a long time, I feel, I guess, you know, not amazingly, but pretty well, better than he has done often. Ramsey's situation, same kind of thing, you know, he's picked him when, he's picked him when he felt it would work, and it has mm. worked quite frequently. So, all of those, none of those situations disprove anything that he's done, any of his I think, decisions. I, I personally think the, the club are right not to give him the new massive contract. I, mean, I have no personal... It's I have very no understandable. I have no it? issues yeah. with that. No. I, I also think he was right to try and not play him because that makes sense. You, yeah. You're a new manager, you've got a new squad, yeah. you're new players, you've got guys leaving to Juve and signed a contract. And I think it's right to bring him back when you realised, exactly. hang on, this team's not good enough for exactly. us to reach our objectives and actually Ramsey's dealing with it in a superb way. Yeah. Uh, and that shows like a lot yeah. of character. It's, uh, it, exactly. It shows that he's not an ego, a stubborn egomaniac. You know, unlike a lot of managers, he do, he doesn't. He is adaptable, and he will. You know, yeah, that's a thing as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think everyone. Uh, he was right to to drop him and try and make a stand because, and I still think this is true. The guy, you know, he's not he's not been very good, right? Um, yeah. But as it's transpired, you know, it turned into a bit of a circus. If they couldn't get rid of him, he was left with this problem. In the meanwhile, the team was actually not doing that well, so he's had to bring him back. Um, so again, nothing. He hasn't. He didn't actually play the Ozil thing that well because I didn't see the point of like having him on the bench and humiliating him in the way he did, like pulling him off at half time. Uh, but trying to integrate him now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The Ozil thing's funny. I think it's an example of the fine margins in that. And Sunday, I thought he was like bang average at best. And if we would have lost that game, he would have been absolutely slaughtered. If he, even if he'd played the exact same way. Uh, but we all want him to do that, well. We he, want a good Ozil, so we're trying to say he played well. Uh, I don't think he did. For, I for, think for he what he real. is, uh, and um, you know, he laid on a f- quite a few chances, didn't he? He kind of, you know, that which is what he's there for. I felt he, you know, he fitted, and he actually he kind of wor- worked hard. In, not, I mean, you know, not in the sense of, 
you know, not in the kind of running around meaninglessly sense, but in mm. the kind of he was he, he fitted to get in the team system, you know, which is kind of like partly why I think um, the manager has felt he hasn't been able to do in recent times. So that is equally as important as anything else. As I'm concerned, I was. I mean, I'm not saying he was brilliant, but I'm saying I think he played the way that the manager wanted him to play yeah. without being amazing. And we'll talk more about how Arsenal are doing after this break. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Josh, I felt like you wanted to say something about the Ozil situation. Well, it, I was actually going to reference that I found when you wrote that article. Oh, yeah. About Arsene Wenger for the Evening Standard. It was December 2014. Bloody that was hell. three and a half years you before uh, he eventually go. departed. Yeah. I, I thought it was you were yeah. later, but you had three and a half years of deciding that you wanted him to depart yeah. before he did. Yeah. You had like three and a half minutes. I don't think I even had that. Yeah, yeah. Still, you still rather he was there. <laughs> Mine is still be floundering, and tediously not going anywhere. Um, what about? Let's, I've got one question to ask you. Another thing you're hundred percent wrong about Leno. How glorious is it that Leno has come good? Surely we must all agree. <laughs> Harry's already looking slightly doubtful. But a few weeks ago, if, in case you weren't listening to this podcast, I mean, you know, a month ago even, you were pretty much damning of him and saying uh, was no, he was I average. Wasn't. German no, no. second choice. You Fourth. were. You, you were rather I was Czech, damning. I was damning Czech of the situation still, about Czech, when we... When you were claiming Czech, weren't you? you what, what, what am I wrong to say? You would clarify. rather Czech playing. What? I, I will clarify good. I said, we were talking about the general state of the club, that Liverpool have gone out and spent, you know, huge money on Alisson. Manchester United have a Spanish number one. Tottenham have the the French number one. There was something about where we were as a club when we were buying a German goalkeeper who couldn't make the World Cup squad. It wasn't in the top three goalkeepers. And that was, I think, a a slight worry. And don't forget, all of pre-season our manager had, Emery had with both Czech and Leno. And who did he go with? He went with Petr Czech. And had Petr Czech not got injured... It could have been that actually it was Leno just doing these fleeting appearances in, in Europe. Leno didn't look brilliant for those, you know, for parts of, you know, October, November. But, yeah, absolutely, you know, hold your hands up. He's been, he's been better of late. There were a couple of outstanding saves. The one at Tottenham where he managed to get the, the shot over the bar. He did very well against Lukaku on Sunday. So, yeah, it's, it's encouraging. He obviously deserves to, to keep his place in, in the team at the moment. I still don't think we've got like a world-class goalkeeper equivalent to what some of the teams that we're trying to compete with do. We're, we're never going to... And, and, yeah, Leno's doing fantastic. Lormont continue. I, but we're never going to... That's what we need to do as a club. We need to find these people who are kind of either under the radar or, yeah. you know, go back, go back to Gondosi. And obviously it's, it's easier said than done, but yeah. we, need to be, we need to be buying more of him, seven to 10 million yeah. pound players. I mean, what would be his valuation today if someone wanted him? Like the, the way the market is. 30 million minimum, I'd say. Minimum, At yeah. least 30, 30 million. 30, and million. that's, what we've, that's yeah. what we've got to do and hope some of these people turn out and coach them. In Torreira, know, how much did Torreira cost? About, yeah, know. it's about 20, 22 I mean, million. You know, you can't delude... You're, you're like, you, you should, we, we should all be hailing the fact that Leno is it, it, looking like, you know, a really good goalkeeper, possibly, you know, a better goalkeeper than they've had for quite a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's early days, obviously, but I he's agree, already... But, 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 but I'm, what I'm, I'm not is, disagreeing, but if they be, offered you David De Gea now, would you trade? If they offered you... Of course, but you're living Alison, in the dream world. We're never going to buy, spend 70 million on a keeper, aren't we? We're not in that situation. Are, are you fantasising that we're not owned by the by silent Stan and who's not going to spend any of his money? Is the only, that's why we need I a mean, brilliant coach. That's, yeah. that's what, no, but the, 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 right. the, 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 so that's why I was going back about Emery is the requirement for Arsenal because of our financial situation and the owner is the coach needs to be outstanding. 
if we're going to do something outstanding. It, it's not, it's, you know, it's not got massive resources where it can be good and win the title in this. So, and obviously, you know, without being unrealistic, that's obviously where we want to get to. So what do we need to do that? I think we need an absolutely, like, outstanding, outstanding coach who's going to massively and punch above his way. Is Emery going to do that? I'm not sure. The jury's out, but I, I say the jury's out, but isn't, isn't he the exact managerial equivalent of those players you're talking about? He's, you know, he was like, you know, he's, he's, he's achieved certain things. He's won, you know, particularly won the, the Europa League. But he's at the same kind of level managerially as the players you're talking about that we, we need to spend. We can't afford to spend money on the greatest coaches in the world. We're not, there's no way they're going to employ the great. And, and there's, by the way, there's equally, the greatest coaches in the world aren't going to come to a club that clearly can't, can barely spend yeah. any money. Yeah. So we're tied, aren't we? Realistically, we're buying the kind of players and he is improving those players. He is, I feel, the reason I'm incredibly optimistic is because he is... T- it's visible that he's improving players that were there and that were doing badly under Wenger. You know, I feel like people like Bellerin is was is improving massively until he got injured under him. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Leno's improving over across the season. So, and you know, I think there are already way more way better performances than there were last season, the last couple of seasons. And I feel like he's capable of brilliant tactical masterstrokes. He's already outwitted a couple of those top managers in individual games. And I agree with you that week in, week in out, we haven't been playing brilliantly. But I feel like potentially he's in that, in that area of below the kind of, you know, superstar managers. Yeah, no, got. I think he's clearly a good manager and he's done very well. I guess the question is, is... Do you think he's an outstanding manager? I think potentially, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I mean, you know, what you can only look at the way we've played against, as you say, against Spurs, and the way you know, Man United. Let's not let's not forget the fact that Man, that Man United game, which I agreed that we could one draw or loss, but we did win. Yep. They were unbeaten under the current manager for about what nineteen twenty games. So you know, you can't just ignore that fact. That is, a, a, we are the first people to beat them in any situation, and we did really well. And we played. E- just as well as them, if not better. And tactically, he certainly did just as well as him. And he did tactically, one might say, better than Pochettino twice, who's supposed to be this great, who is a really good manager. Yeah. So I think, you know, potentially, he is a really, really, really good manager. But, all we could, but I guess the, what I'm saying is there's still bloggers and tweeters... And I'm not saying you're one of these people. I'm saying you're slightly I'm, I'm just on the fence. As I'm Ari, totally on the fence. As Ari pointed out, the psychological point, I think, is true, that people find it We've discussed that, their, 100%. I but they, but I, mean, I find it interesting there are still a lot of those people out there who set themselves against this guy from the start, yeah, which who not. wanted Arteta or, you know, whatever. And, like, for me, Arteta would never have been. I don't Boy, that, I, see any reason why he would have been a better choice. Mm-hmm. And they're still not admitting... <laughs> That yeah, which I definitely don't think really I'm in, and I think there's a lot of people who are just on on the fence about it. The one thing I've loved more than anything is, is going to Arsenal this season and not yeah. having this war and going to the away games, and it's kind of fun because everyone's getting behind the team, and there's not a worry that you're going to have someone who's rented an airplane going above you with a Wenger out banner at the end of it. But we're just we're, more than that. The atmosphere we've just really got good, two, it, isn't it? In, in two months' time, the atmosphere has Gary been Neville better points at home. Now, yeah. yeah, it's been better. great. It's been of really course good. it has. And again, but it's like, also been busier. A couple of weeks ago, after one defeat, you know that that terrible Barte result. You know, people were getting hysterical and going, "Oh, you know, already like fans are furious and everyone's get." It's like what two weeks and later? And I reckon the atmosphere is atmosphere's brilliant because we're being Man United. You know, and I that's think the it'll way be great on Thursday night. Weirdly, yeah, you know, because of the scenario, because we're just being Man United, because we got a good point against Spurs. Yeah. And we really need, you know, the fans need to get behind the team on Thursday because if we don't, we're going to, you know, just have only Premier League but football I think a lot in March. Of fans, you know, myself included, I think regardless of what you think of Emery or results, 
I'm personally absolutely loving it this season. Yeah. Know, loving being interested again. Exactly. I'm loving the, new players. the unpredictability of it. And actually having discussions about and arguments, you know, yeah. typical football fan arguments yeah. about a club. Oh, we should have picked him. He shouldn't yeah. have done that. He shouldn't have made that change. That didn't work. That's the stuff that you're supposed to have as football fans that we just weren't having for years because there was no point. You're so right. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like, and I even feel, and I feel that way if we go out in, in Europe, you know, in the week, if we don't get out, that reverse that three-on result, which you say could equally, I feel that if we come fifth or even sixth, I don't, I'm fine with it. I, you know, because it's not unbelievably stultifyingly boring as it has been for three, four, maybe even five years. And I had to write that article three and a half years ago. Everything I wanted has, is happening now. The, you know, from the team selections, which are weird and unpredictable, uh, you know, week in, week out, the tactical check, uh, switching things around, the substitutions, you know, all of every single thing he's doing, you know, as you say, oh, I don't know if he's a genius or yeah. if he's he fine. Mean right. He's not making mean all right. Right. I agree but... totally. So I, I, that you've completely expressed how I feel. I'm just happy, thrilled that we're an interesting team again. And, you're, and, you know, there are still people like, pining for the past. Like, there's nothing to pine for, is there, anymore? You know, we just have to... You've got to look Thank forward. God we've moved on. Thank God. Isn't it, in the end, that, you know, you're still... If I could describe... Well, I've never had you done as the most religious, boy. The expression on Josh's face is like... Well, it's like quizzically can't quite bring yourself to... Look, I, no, I, well, you've got to look forward. I, I am ex- excited about being in a, in a top four race and, and looking at the away games that I want to go to with the, the guys I go to the away game and thinking, actually, go to Everton... If you'd asked me, do I fancy going to Goodison Park last year? I'd have said, no, I'm probably right. That's probably not how I won on my Sunday. I'm now thinking about it because actually it's fun again and we're really fighting for something. I'm looking forward to going to Vicarage Road and we're thinking, oh, we're going to go to Leicester. And I'm I'm up for it and it's exciting and of course I'm enjoying it. Good. But if we, I disagree with you slightly about that. If we do go out on Thursday night and we just sort of don't win some of these away games and we end up coming six, which and I think it's going to be so tight. I agree with you. We'll go to the last couple of games. It's going to be a couple of points between all four teams. It won't necessarily feel like huge progress. We I, I don't agree. Because 72 the, points the and point we end six. Compete. I don't know. No, no, no. The point is to compete. We're competing. If, you know... Last year was a wait, slight listen, anomaly that it was all agree. the eggs you in the basket agree. of Europe. No, 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 no. It's been the last couple of seasons. You, we can't all agree how tight it's going to be um, between these four teams, any of which through, through you know, whatever, you know, they can, it's going to come down to really fine margins, crazy offside decisions in this. We haven't even talked about the fucking offside nightmare that football's going through. Mm. And, you know, weird refereeing moments. You know, it's, it's, it could come down to that. And that could be the difference between Spurs could finish sixth. You know, are they suddenly going to go, oh, you know, Pochettino's a moron and the whole thing's been a disaster. You've got to be mature no, and you want adult progress. about it. So we've made progress already. It's over. That argument's over. It's totally over. So what happens between now and the end of the season, if we don't manage to get into four, it's totally understandable. We're competing right now, right with 10, 9, 10 games to go. That's enough. It has to be that way. We'll be, I'll be gutted well, if one we finish of, one, Yeah, one of the things I don't like is, you know, the pro-Wenger uh, group will say, you know, ignore all context. Yeah, and say, of course. Oh, you see, you didn't want this guy who was always finishing the fourth, yeah, and now project. finishing fourth is like a big win. And that's just totally you know um you know it's cheeky they know what they're doing when they say oh, that yeah, of course it's disingenuous uh, you know it's completely disingenuous because yeah. the thing about that was just finishing fourth for fourth sake and not building yeah. on that ever this isn't about that this is he absolutely needs to finish in the top four with the hope of he can then take that on four years down the line if he's still finishing top four every time and not actually progressing <laughs> yeah. we'd be saying the same things about yeah. him so yeah. that so that's an interesting thing i think it's not you can't it's not a comparison between you weren't happy with top four with Wenger and now you're happy with top four with Emery. Yeah, it's a different time. 
Um, we didn't really t- what, what specifically. We haven't spoken that- about the defeat in Rin. That, that would definitely that have a done boys like, conveniently. We've, we've never spoken about. It. We have spoken about it. But I've already said we got players in off the first half, and it was um, and we totally that third goal was pathetic. We've all we're all agree. It's not. That, it's that's what I thought would been. Maybe I'm being unrealistic. That third goal, you know, Monreal gives yeah. it away, and then he turns around and like complains about something. Yeah, and just yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. thought we were behind all a, that. That's not what yeah. a serious professional but he's footballer fine. does. That's what I thought. He I would absolutely root it out, and I don't understand why we still see that. I'm going to say something slightly controversial to some maybe because Monreal is a very very popular player I've always felt that's in him he's, if, he's conceded a lot of penalties in his time he makes rash challenges oh. he makes decisions that I, I can't work out whether they're slightly cocky and or um, I feel like all of the, uh, half the players we've got all of the ones that have been around for years and years basically they all have the all, all, uh, complacency and yeah. cockiness because he's no but I think he's a good player that's, he's a really good player. that's why I think it's not so much a personnel thing because I think you stick Monreal in another team he, he just wouldn't do that you know they're, they're th- he would he just you just don't see other players in serious teams under serious managers they just don't do that and we still have that and I, I maybe somewhat naively thought with a new manager, the right manager, like that would just be... They might not play brilliantly. They might lose games, but that kind of shit I would don't just think, be gone. I think those moments can't be blamed on the manager. I, I, and like the sending off, you know, I don't feel like that, those rash challenges that he could have, you know, he could have easily not made the second rash challenge, you know, which mm. some people don't even think he should have been sent off. But you can't... The, the manager sitting there, not, you know, can't be held responsible for those individual moments of madness, can he? once someone's been sent off, he's, he's said, how do you manage the rest of the game? He's, all right, I, I will concede these substitutions I f- were weird. I, th- I, t- I would agree with that. But we still were, we still would have been okay, apart from that moment of madness that I was talking about. We still would have got escaped with a 2-1 and would have been favourites to go through if, if that hadn't have happened. Well, so that's the, that's the tragedy of that. Yeah, well, not, in, in, yeah. And if we do go through, by the way, and I think we're perfectly capable oh, we should, of winning 2-0. I think we'll one. go through. I so do I. I think yep. we all think we'll go through. Then who gives a fuck? You know? I wanted to ask about the penalty decision. Um, that we got on Lacazette yeah on Lacazette Whether I we thought, thought it was fortunate it was right in front yeah. of our corner yeah it was right in front of us Yeah, I did not think that was a, no. a pen no but, no, it, but these pen. But so, I can see why the ref gave it I mean, yeah, I mean from his view it looked like a, it, it is like a it definition a of soft penalty there is some contact there's not enough to go down Lacazette is, is doing his job in terms of hoping yeah. for some contacts and yeah. he totally played for it's it it's one of them if you get it you think, but there brilliant. is contact yeah and, th- and other teams do that all the time like Man U for example yeah. who have the mo- had the most penalties you know people, fans Man U fans well, were on United came off the back of that penalty right. award, so their fans were like noticeably quiet <laughs> except about they were our penalty I saw <laughs> them I, people were phoning into so 606 they oh, really? I was listening on the way home there was the first caller to 606 with this crazed Man U fan <laughs> complaining about saying I'm not going to complain to the referee but that penalty was outrageous I'm like you, the, it's extraordinary like yeah. lack of self-awareness and Lacazette's now can play on yeah that, which is brilliant news huge. yeah so he's had his he's had his um, uh, yeah I mean this is a Weird one, isn't it? It's Forty-eight brilliant. hours. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy if I was. No, there. I wouldn't be happy. After, it's not like the ban was in the game last Thursday. and They've only had this time to decide. It's, they've it's, had two big mistake, two big decisions, haven't they? Ran. They had a switch of the home and away legs. Right, remember, first and they got their domestic future postponed. They got their domestic future postponed, especially. And now, as you say, it is weird. I saw the new stuff. I was like, really? So Lacazette can now play. That is. I mean, that, if there was one brilliant. player who I had to nominate to go. I would. He's the first name we all think of. Yeah, you want Lacazette. Although on the pitch. I, did, I, I, thought, I, I was really surprised that he got three games for that. I did think it was exceptionally harsh yeah. for him to get three. So, yeah, that's true. You know, it's with fair that. enough. Yeah, it is fair. But he's a, he's yeah. an exceptional player. Actually. Yeah, he's been brilliant, isn't he? Um, yeah, far better than Aubameyang. I, I've, I mean, I've always liked I've, to have one. 
I, absolutely, he's the first name on my team sheet. Is my cliched uh, thing that I say about him every single. But I think the two of them together. I think I think they played really well together. I know they didn't. You know, you know, Aubameyang's had a period of where people have been slagging him off mm. after that penalty miss. But I feel like together they they can be a brilliant unit. They're just like having two strikers out on our strikers who are both capable of working quite hard. Lacazette more than Aubameyang. And like I said, can pretty much do everything, you know, hold the ball up, score, all of those things. I think it's fantastic, exciting. There were moments of uh, Sunday's game where we thought both fullbacks and and Monreal as a centre-back at points were just looking to clip balls in 40, 50 yards. If it was going to Lacazette, we had a good chance of retaining it or some way. Every time it goes to Aubameyang, it doesn't His all-round players is... You he's sound a, stupid when you say this about a striker. I mean, he where that goals, all he does is score. But, but his all-round play is appalling. <laughs> it's appalling. It's is it a be, big yeah, word. Who, who's, who's a better all-round striker in terms of leading the line? Bamiang or Danny Welbeck? Goals out of the um, equation. Stupid thing to say. Who would you know. rather play for you? Who would I, who, who's, who's worth more? Yeah. Bamiang's worth but who would more. But you but rather, you, you, are you saying you'd pick Welbeck over No, Bamiang? I wouldn't. I right. wouldn't. But if you compare it, like his all-round game Yeah, but sometimes all-round play. It's just not great. It's actually atrocious. I don't think it's atrocious. I think it's not as great as, as, as considering how many goals he scores and considering how much he is yeah. worth and all of that. It's surprising. I, would, I, would say, I don't think it's, it's not appalling. Well, I that's, that's but really the, thing about, the thing about Lacazette is um, he seems less clinical than Aubameyang. Yeah. But yeah. I put that down to he's just more knackered than Aubameyang, right? Because when yeah. the chances I mean, present themselves enough, yeah. to Lacazette, he has far less energy, I yeah. imagine, yeah. Than, than Aubameyang. But yeah, yeah, it's hard to argue when you so score that hard. many goals. Yeah. Great that I'm just pleased, but I think the fact that they both represent the different side, we haven't had an, an, either of them for, for, for like practically decades. Mm. And to have a goal scorer who is pretty much only good at goal scoring, but his runs and he does get in the position, his runs is fantastic. Ayo Bamiang to have yeah. a striker who can hold the ball up and score goals and challenge and is fast has, has everything. I think like I said, is the is the all round striker. I think Great he's incredible. Yeah. I mean, incredible who would you say is our player of the season so far? Um. I would go like I said, yeah. I can't see beyond it. I mean, I'm, uh, Torreira was doing really, really well until he got knackered. He's boil a bit. But I think yeah. he'd been absolutely exhausted, doesn't he? Because he was playing. So I, I think Kolasinac. Kolasinac has become. I mean, it's hard. You can't really say he's been underrated. He has had a lot of credit this yeah. year, but I think he's been. He's been brilliant. Yeah, and he was great. He was ab- he was great against Man Certainly, as as because of the nature of what we've been playing with fullbacks, like yeah. you know. If he's just playing as a left back in the back four, I, I don't think he's getting anywhere near defend- the Yeah, Christmas. but his the, the, the amount of goals, the amount of goals well. he's created and his end product, I think. Yes, yeah. his cross. Yeah, I mean, some of the even the cross he put Fantastic. in for um, Lacazette wasn't it? Yeah, quite yeah. Early on. Yeah. brilliant. His delivery is, is exceptional. Yeah, there was a lovely moment on Sunday. I thought where when we got the penalty and obviously it was in, down in our corner um, in block twelve, where Lacazette. And I wasn't quite sure, is Lacazette going to have a conversation with the mummy about him taking it? And actually, it was just a lovely moment of, of geeing him up and encouraging him well, and telling him both, he was the man. It? I think it's both, because Aubameyang said, um, Lacazette, isn't, so isn't Lacazette our official penalty taker, I think? Isn't Not he? Sure. When they're both playing. I think Not he sure. is. Well, certainly, I think, and I, so I think Lacazette was saying, I can take it if you want me to, but you, 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 and kind of encouraging him to do it and saying, it would be great if you did take it yeah. I don't have these words written down that he said them but this is pretty much I understand what he was saying geeing him up and saying it would be great if he did take the penalty and score because that would be a brilliant yeah and to, to, to his credit Aubameyang he surprised me taking it because actually when it was given based on you know what we see him on the pitch yes. like personality wise yes. I, I was thinking he's not going to take it. I agree that. I didn't yeah. know I he, had, he had the yeah. balls quite frankly no, I mean and that is balls, yeah. and you know the pressure to do that and to take it the way he did so this whole not looking at the ball thing which was brilliant did you see the Jamie Redknapp interview with him afterwards yeah. on Sky? 
Jamie Redknapp interviewed him like five minutes after the game and, and, and got him to explain the nollicking at the ball thing. And it is absolutely incredible. And then that, to me, completely, that was a revelation because it was like, well, that explains the missed penalty yeah. against Spurs. And he kind of said, so he, got, he, showed him, he showed him that penalty. I thought, uh, you know, I love Jamie Redknapp. I love, a lot of people think he's a twat. But oh, yeah, you've, you've socialised together. I, I mean, yeah, I'm almost friends with him. But for him to stand there after that game and show him that missed penalty yeah. and him, having to get, get, talk him through it and Aubameyang to credit him was always going yeah well I don't look at the ball I look at the he explained his technique which yeah, is to look which, at the keeper yeah. and then decide where to put it which makes sense and but not look at the ball at all is extraordinary and he said he just kind of scuffed it and, and basically he, he, he screwed it up against Tottenham and you know but it's not going to stop him from having sticking to the same technique which worked against Against yeah. uh, Man U. He's, he's not relying on the ball going in an area of the goal where you go, the keeper cannot reach that ball. No, right. He's purely relying Literally on the relying psychology on, yeah. and his breathing of a goalkeeper's feet and movement. And yeah. that is different. Yeah. Yeah. And Graham Sunas didn't get that after the game. He said it was a bad penalty because he put it in the middle. Yes. And it was Carragher, to be fair, yeah. said to him, no, no, you're not understanding. He's yeah. watched De Gea go that way. So well, he was like, Sunas wasn't listening to Red Knapp's interview yeah, with him. He was like, you're supposed to pay attention <laughs> yeah. to, the, to yeah. your own pundits <laughs> on that thing. But I thought, and then someone else pointed out that had missed because he in fact the commentator he missed other penalties well his penalty record isn't amazing it has to be said but at least him explaining it did make sense and 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 the, and the reason why he took Just it Graham, he you, you couldn't ask for more could you you missed you missed a really important one the yeah. best thing you can do is score a really yeah. important one as quickly as yeah. possible and that relationship again that's another reason why that whole Lacazette or Bamiang thing I know you think Bamiang is a appalling player hey, Wenger's done well bringing him into the club you've got to say <laughs> Wenger did brilliantly all down to Wenger to bring Aubameyang in all the credit must go to him I'm happy for that but the two of them they've come on and he's now you know Aubameyang could win the golden boot for being an appalling player and I say he's an appalling player I said his all round game (laughs) other than scoring goals is is bad but it's it's a joy another reason to be very happy is that bromance and that whole thing between the two of them well, Lacazette we just play... looks like a great character. You know, even when yeah. he was coming off and the crowd were booing the decision to bring him off, he would make a point yeah. of clapping and, and geeing everyone up. And I think that says a lot about him. No, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Huge boost just for Thursday in terms of Massive. him playing. And, and that, I'm sure that has had an impact. I haven't looked at the odds before of Arsenal to qualify, but it would have had an impact yeah, because you know yeah. him being part of there. And because you, otherwise you look at it and go, right, Aubameyang is there and if, anything happens there it is literally Eddie Nketiah at the moment that's our striker so, on the pitch here's my question considering that um, you know we haven't got now after this European game we've, we've got su- such a big gap we're going to where we're going 17 to, days off we're 17 off to Dubai off. we're going to Dubai for a whatever they, they do well, we're having what, a friendly which is unusual you see this? We're having a friendly well, whilst we're enough, out in though. Dubai yeah fair enough to, I mean, you've got to keep the playing for it's not an international break Yes, yeah, we're not having any internationals anymore. There's a boring international, but yeah. So I think the one, the, inter, the ones that won't be involved, right. are going to go off to some training. Yeah, camp. all the players, but even that's you know, um, well, Meza and you know various others. Yeah, who, yeah Meza. You know, yeah. So, but here's my question: is he's got to play? Hasn't he the absolute best team possible? Again, in, in 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 the European game, and does that include Urzil, for example? Is he going to play Urzil from the start, or is he going to maybe? Is he I, thinking? I think if he's going to play Urzil, he has to start him. I don't think there's any point ever bringing Urzil off the bench. No, right? I kind of agree with uh, that. Yeah, but that's what I liked about Emery in the early days. He plays he plays the entire game. He plays the entire squad. It's as if he's thinking. You know, he, he picks a team yeah. based on who can I keep on the bench to make a difference on 60 minutes. Yeah, that's true. So actually, if he, you know, before Lacazette was back, I was thinking about what would the team be? And I was like, right, if he plays everyone who I thought he'd play, there was literally no one to bring on the bench who <laughs> yeah. could have made a difference. Yeah. Uh, and now, so this gives us an option to change it if it's not going well. So I don't know. Do you start Aubameyang and Lacazette together? No, I think I, Aubameyang I don't. is on the bench. Yeah, I think put Aubameyang on the bench. 
You see, I'd be tempted to, to, to start them together because we, we need we need to score. We obviously, you know, that's that's the, we need goals, don't we? we it's like, yeah, what? but yeah, we'll, Iwobi will find a way into this. Team. Well, what was wrong with Mkhitaryan on Sunday? Did that small small strain? Oh, was it okay? Yes. Well, I feel see that's why I think I think it's probably quite likely he will play Mkhitaryan. Oh, he'll either it's play Mkhitaryan. I think he'll either play Mkhitaryan or Iwobi instead of Özil. And yeah. possibly even play. Uh, I mean, trying to predict. Uh, by the way, trying to predict his team selections is completely impossible, isn't it? Because yeah. he's always. I, I think, I've, you know, I've been saying it all season. I don't think you've ever predicted. Well, Sunday was great, wasn't it? Because everyone yeah. had that initial reaction of, "Oh, that's amazing." And yeah. then, then a minute later, realised actually, <laughs> it's a bit nuts. <laughs> he was nuts in a great way. I'd much rather he was nuts like that than not be nuts like yeah. that. What, what are you pointing no, out? No, it was a small, a slight back issue was given as a reason that McIntyre oh, right. missed, right. uh, missed Sunday's okay. game. So. I think it has been and he's, hoped that he's he's come be good as well. To, he's mean, come good as well. Which was a massive right. surprise. That is a big surprise. I was going to say that. I meant to say that ages ago. Mkhitaryan is, is player of the month. He's one player of the month, which I'm not certainly meaning to think. But that is a big turnaround. Because particularly, again, how hard he works now. I feel in comparison to when he started under Wenger. In the, in the, he was like he was like another luxury player yeah. in the classic Arsenal mould of like, you know, turns it on for 10 minutes if he wants to and then is completely kind of not, barely even visible. He's ne- the last month or so... It's been great. Yeah, it's been really good week in week well. out. So now everyone, everyone's kind of coming good in terms, apart from fucking Mustafi, you know, in terms of their how they're playing and their form. And we've got, a, you know, we've yeah. got and they're fresh as well. Ozil, fresh, Ramsey, yeah. and Mkhitaryan yeah. should all be pretty fresh for the running. So I guess What's your prediction, boy? prediction, yeah. Um, I think it might be three one. And go extra time, extra time, pens. and all that, and pens, and we'll win in the end. Yeah, somehow I feel like I feel like we'll get through somehow. So maybe it'll be that tedious and penalties. Yeah, I think we'll win four one. Okay, and go through, and look forward to a quarter final somewhere mm-hmm. nice. Maybe one European away trip yet to be done together, boy. This yeah, season, I haven't done one. Hoping, yeah, I'd love to. Love to, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we would have gone to Ren if it had been the other way around. I think, but I was hosting an event on the. Uh, of course, you were on the first week night. Yeah, I'm always hosting something. Yeah, Ari, what do you think is going to happen? I think we'll go through. I think we'll. I can't see us not scoring four or five goals against. I mean, they were shocking at the back, weren't they? I mean, they're quite much better going forward than they're the, good. They're good going forward. But good, I, I, yeah. that first game, I was watching thing. We were even again below oh. par. Even at ten men, it was like we could. We just didn't yeah. take enough. Yeah, we didn't uh, take the chances. Half an hour chances. in, you couldn't have yeah. conceived what was about to happen. Yeah, it was and unbelievable. That's what you have to look back to and have eleven, and we have Lacazette. Yeah, so I do think there's we'll a reason really, they're tenth yeah. in the French. Liga. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So hopefully, and then I, I mean, when, when are we going to do another podcast, boy? I know. I can't. I don't think we our can next do... game after this is is Monday, the first of April. Right. Where we are down to do a podcast with a with a great guest on Tuesday, the second of April. Oh, that's fine then. That, that will be our next. Oh, There's no f- point in doing a podcast in the middle of a of a, of a um, training camp in Dubai. I don't think there's much that much analysis yeah. we can do. I guess do we're about... having a couple of weeks off. But are we playing Newcastle Monday, the first of so April? That's yeah. after Spurs play Liverpool. So theory, you know, we yeah we. Sh- in all likelihood, we will be ahead of Spurs after the next round of games. God, that's yeah. incredible, Which isn't is, it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how brilliant will it be if we finish above Spurs? Well, we don't want to overdo it, right? Because that's, you know, that's what they did. All, you know, their, their big thing was finishing above Arsenal and it was all a bit sad. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, always, I'm a bit cautious of not, to, not caring too diff- much. I know what you mean, but I think it's different in our situation because I think for them, like, they've faced decades of inferiority and they're only, literally all they could cling on to was the idea that some, every now and then they might, to sort do better than us, yeah. but for us, it's more the unlikelihood, the unlikeliness, considering how it was, how it's been for all the whole season, really. And how the, the, it's not going to get better for Spurs, is it? For me, like they've reaching peak, this is the peak of what they can do for me, yeah. Like, then they've got an owner who also doesn't like spending money. I mean, literally, they haven't bought anyone, they've got a brilliant manager. 
but the kind of team yeah. is reaching its peak. And then if we beat them, if we finish above them, I think it'll, be, it'll just be hilarious. No, it'll be hilarious, but I think we should finish above them and act like we don't care. Because I think that will, that will really wind them up. Mm, I, I know what you I mean a bit, but equally I think a relentless <laughs> piss-taking of, of, of how hilarious it is will equally do quite well. Yeah. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. Josh, what are you your chat? Do you have something else to say before we complete? No, I've just, just got the fixtures that everyone's got remaining up, up in front of oh, me. Oh, yeah, someone suggested to us, did you see that on Twitter, that we should predict every single fixture? But that would take a long time. No, we don't have time for <laughs> we that. We don't have time for that. No, it's just interesting, because obviously the next round of fixtures, it does see Spurs go away to Liverpool. You, you assume Liverpool, you know, mm-hmm. are going to win. And, yeah. and, and the other teams, you know, Arsenal at home to Newcastle will be expected to win. Chelsea at home to Brighton will be expected to win. And Man United at home to Watford will be expected to win. And then you talk about being bunched. It will just be yeah. so tight. The, the problem is it's just three of our last four games away from home and I just worry about wow. our away form. Sure, I worry as well. But, e- but equally, all of those... They've got, they're still in Europe. I think it's brilliant that Spurs and Man U are still in Europe. I mean, obviously um, in Europa. But, you know, it's... And, it's, and yeah, I hope it goes as far as they can with obviously winning the thing. I'd be devastated if particularly... Oh, my God, I can't even conceive of uh, Spurs winning it. But that's all great. They're going to be incredibly hectic and busy, you know, right... But, I mean, so away if you're staying in Europa. Yeah. But... I don't know. I feel like... I think we're going to have to do very well to finish top four based on yeah. our games. I think if you look at it in terms of the games that you would, you'd have a reasonable expectation that the team, that they might not win. So Arsenal, I think, have five out of eight games where there's a chance, there's a good chance we won't win one of those games. I think with the three home games we've got, uh, who is it, Palace, Brighton and Newcastle will win. And then you've, yeah, got, Burnley, you've got Burnley away, Leicester away, Everton away, Wolves away, um, and there's one more... Um, Watford is away. Watford away, yeah, right? Watford now, away, yeah. I think you could... It's, it's yeah. fair to say yeah. Arsenal might not win any of those games, right? Or, <laughs> I think, or, or going into each one. Whereas sure. Tottenham, I think, have two games of their eight yeah. where you could say they're not gonna, they probably won't win. The rest of them look very, very easy on paper. But this is what you wanted, boys. You wanted us to be in it, exactly. fighting for it. Exactly. So. Thrilled. You're happy. Very happy. What, what was club level like? Was that equally good atmosphere on Sunday? It was great atmosphere on Sunday. Yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole the weather situation was was incredible. Did you get yeah. wet? Yes, because of the blowing yeah. into. Your yeah, face. I mean, I don't pay three grand a year to have the wind. Blow. I felt like you know, when Elton John. Something to help do you remember? There's that. a famous Elton John story where he 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 was staying in a hotel on tour or something. And he phoned down to the receptionist. Can you do something about the wind? Yeah. Um, so I do feel <laughs> like to get a level, candle. Yeah. <laughs> to get a candle in the wind. I do feel club level, uh, we, you know, we were sitting there going, we're even being rained on in, in club level. It was outrageous. But, you know. That's one of our The weather works in mysterious below here, Nice and snug in the, uh, in the corner yeah, there. No but it was rain. a brilliant atmosphere. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great. It was good. Bad about the fan. We should condone. Condemn, you mean? You're making yes, the same mistake. Then. I think the actual, the FA made that same mistake in their official statement. I believe, I've, I've copied they, their statement. Yeah, they condone, I condemn. Rather, we condemn. Of course, yeah, yeah. But he didn't, at least he didn't punch the guy from behind. So that no, was, that was, but he just yeah, shoved Smalling. Yeah. I think he was just, he was running to the Arsenal yes. players to celebrate and yes. Smalling was just in the way. On the yeah. way well, really. I think that was, you, on the day you had, you know, an example of, you know, what a Birmingham City fan yeah. does. That, that's real hooliganism. Whereas a, a typical <laughs> yeah. Arsenal response, the equivalent is, yeah, I'll right, run yeah. on, I'll kind of half wave in his face. Yeah. And that's like how yeah. we do it. But um, as you said, we don't, definitely don't, we are condemning him though, thankfully. You might not, be. No, we are. No, we are. Yeah, that's, we are. That was you, weren't, you, know, you can't do it from club level. That's one disadvantage. You can't run on. Obviously, you have to yeah. jump. Are you, uh, uh, suggesting that I would love to, nothing better than to run on and... Uh, 
whack one of the opposition players. It'd be, it'd be great. I'd like to run on embracing our Emery and bow down before his greatness. I'm joking, by the way. I'm saturating. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been brilliant. Well, it's, it's great, great to have Ari back after yeah, so long. Thank you, Ari, for coming back. Pleasure. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. And we'll, yeah, we might be a couple of weeks before. Unless, yeah, what, yeah, I mean. Well, we could reflect on going out of Europe next week. Oh, or we yeah. could reflect on getting through. But probably we'll leave it. We'll leave it a couple of weeks. Um, where we've got a really exciting guest when we come oh, yeah, back. We have, so we're looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, we have got an exciting guest. I mean, he's not, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not a major coming, politician so. or, or, or footballer, but he's still no, an exciting guest. It, it, Bricks, it's all will be limited. <laughs> Bricks, it's all will be limited. Thank you very much. Uh, see you next time. Cheers. Thanks, Ari. And see you next time. Bye. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.